0: Tell 'em run it up. I wake up. Yeah. I wake up. Flex. I'm down now. Check. No drip. This. Tell 'em run it up. No sleep. No rest. Might crash. Might wreck. But first I stretch. Tell 'em run it up. I wake up. Flex. I'm down now. Check. No drip. This. Tell 'em run it Powered by Cues.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to the Profit Rocket Podcast. This is episode number twenty-seven. We're actually coming to you live in the Profit Rocket Home Service Group. If you guys haven't joined it, go to Facebook.com and get signed up for the Profit Rocket Home Service Group. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, uh, I got an exciting guest today. Uh, it's my, you know, friend of mine, someone that's a mentor to me, and someone that you know I talk really closely to, and we both kind of analyze the industry, you know, together and kind of see some of the trends that are happening. And the reason I wanted to bring him on because he's a wealth of knowledge on, on the digital marketing side, but just overall uh, consumer experience and, and what he's seeing nationally and, and what the data is telling us as far as what consumers are looking for and how they're buying and what they're buying nowadays. So Justin Riley, man, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited What's to have you on. brother?
0: Thanks and, uh, for Justin having me on. on.
1: Now, Justin is the CEO of UpFrog. The reason I wanted to have you on is because, you know, obviously people are starting to feel the pinch nationally, right? You're yeah. starting to see – uh consumer trends consumer you know purchasing and things are starting to change and i kind of want to go over some of the data that we're seeing on the back end you know as far as the google mm-hmm. analytics is searching uh you know what we're seeing as far as customers are willing to spend as far as price point there's a lot of stuff that you know me and you discuss every day and i'm like why aren't we why aren't we having this on the yeah, podcast Why don't so, we tell everybody yeah so let's kind of have some conversation to kind of what you what
0: you're seeing nationally i mean obviously so you're national markets nationally right the peak of the season i'm sorry to tell you summer is over okay um nationally as a whole we peaked in our nation around 16th to 22nd of july that was the peak this year sometimes it's earlier than that but this year it was um 16th to 22nd of july okay um we actually dipped down to below 50 percent of the peak here for a couple days um there's some modeling and what i kind of feel is that we'll have this secondary peak uh into maybe the first week in september um but if you didn't really and you were expecting summer summer's over Okay. And um it kind of came late and it went fast. Um, it was pretty heavy when it came, but that's what we're seeing. Now, obviously, there, there's these like little outliers in the nation. You know, if, if you live down in Texas, um, you're probably like praying for like just a little bit of cooling, um, to like give you a little bit of break. It's been insane down there. Florida, if you're listening to me right now, you're probably like, What is he talking about? We ain't peaked, we're still rolling. Yeah, but if we look nationally, okay, um the, the trend is definitely down. Um, and you know, a, a couple areas that, that would be extremely concerning to me would be the Midwest upper Midwest and lower Midwest. Like I'd say, uh, Oklahoma up to, uh, Wyoming over to Wisconsin, the, the trend for the next three months. Okay. Is going to be below normal temperatures. Uh, everywhere else is 40 to 50% incidences of running higher than normal. So, um, I don't know why I'm saying everybody probably already knows it. Right. Like, they, they already can feel it. They already have the pushback from customers. Um, they, they already know what's coming. And I think, um, you know, some of the evil things that can happen is complacency during summer. It's like the, this illusion that it's not going to end, right? Um,
1: well, I mean, obviously, I'm on the West Coast, right? And we mm-hmm. felt it this year majorly. Like, obviously, yeah. we, had decent, we had a decent winter, right? We had, it was raining a lot. But anytime you get a lot of rain, you usually don't have a hot summer. The ground's too wet. When the ground's wet, mm-hmm. you don't get the heat. And I was kind of, kind of warning people going into the summer. I was like, I'm not, everyone's like, Oh, it's going to be a hot, hot summer. I said, I don't see that happening. And it just It's just statistically when, when you have a rainy
0: season, you usually don't have a hot summer. I can tell you that, you know, the data shows us that the West coast is going to fare better than the East coast into the middle of September. So if you are on the West coast, you're going to have the longest lasting demand, if you will. And, and think of it like, like, you know, you got hundred people in a jar. Right. And you know, if it gets hot, real hot, a lot of those people go away. So you had a later season, but if it stays warm, there's still enough appliances that people have money, well, some money, and they can actually purchase those systems. So you get a place like Texas, and it could still be 100 degrees out, And um, but what's broke is broke. And then you, you run into, you know, we're seeing the hallmark signs, right? We're seeing credit turndowns, like, like way higher incidences. And, and this actually, what we're seeing in August, is not a product of the bank tightening, this is a product of the consumer pool that's getting that just the scraps are left, right? These well, are the people that are low low money.
1: We got to look at it like this, right? Like uh, they said, the national credit card debt has just passed a trillion dollars, right? And, that, and that's telling me consumers are, are dipping into their past their savings. or they going to max out the credit cards first, right? Usually if, if, I, if I'm a consumer, right, I'm maxing out my credit card. Then I'll start using my personal cash because guess what? Like. Oh, what? So what? I didn't, I didn't pay my credit card. Come, come, come after me. Right. Like, yeah. me. what are you going to do at this point? Right. So, I mean, that's just kind of one of those trends you're seeing right now, not to say that there's all doom and gloom. Right. Cause I think, I still nope. think that there's a, there's still the economy still going to keep pumping along, but we also got to start thinking about as a business, how do we operate? How do we start changing the way we operate? How do we start thinking about, Yeah. You know, maybe being able to operate on a less, you know, not having to be on, you know, $30,000 systems. How do I operate in that twelve mm-hmm. to $15,000 range? Or how do I operate, you know, being able to sell basic systems or or selling repairs? And these exactly. are things that, you know, we, we we're kind of seeing nationally just on, you know, the companies that I'm partnered in. But also what we're seeing as far as the consumers on the marketing side, right, Justin? You're kind of seeing like, hey, if it's in the yeah. 12000 range, they're willing to pull the trigger. Yeah. But once you start like, showing you know, twenty
0: grand, yeah, that's when they start losing it. Cause, cause we get to do online pricing, like a lot of people are afraid of it, but we market online pricing and we get to see from the people selling $30,000 systems to the people selling the, the six to $8,000 systems, and then a wide range of them around the country. Okay. And, um, I can tell you that the best performers, okay. Um, during the heat of the summer were the people selling high prices for sure, they're turning and burning. We looked at the cycle time from when the lead comes in to when they actually get the sale. It's maybe maybe three to five days now. What we're seeing is that the customers that are in the middle of the market are just creaming them. I mean, just I mean, it's it's pretty amazing to watch. We're seeing people come back from two three months ago that initially put in a lead. Now they're purchasing because now there's some extra incentives. Everybody's got you know the tax credits and you know everybody knows that you know it's the end of summer. Um, that's where we're seeing the competitive advantage right now is, is the middle of the market, um, without a doubt.
1: And and that's kind of you know a lot of people are like oh what's a what's the key to your success in a lot of these markets it's like dude you're trying to figure out a way to run as lean as possible and and have a competitive price right so like in, mm-hmm. in Vegas right one of the biggest things we wanted to go into is like hey we got to compete how do you compete with a that's a massive market with a lot of big players how do you compete
0: you well, guys smoking own, out there this summer we're I mean, smoking right like job.
1: I, you go to you go to Vegas you go to the parts house and ask who's buying the most equipment right who's who's mm-hmm. who's moving the most units and it's gonna yep. be we're we're up in the top probably four now and we're a new company or newish company right and yeah. the reason that is is because we found out we found a spot in our business where we can operate with as little amount of people as possible mm-hmm. we have five people in our whole office right and we did you know 2.5 million with with 38 employees okay and we're operating we're operating as lean as humanly possible so we can keep that price point down so we can be all com- competitive but also mm-hmm. provide a high level service high level installation and a, and a customer experience that they like right
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i think that that's one of the things that a lot of companies have to really start thinking about right how do we go back to really running these things like like a business, right? Not just like, yeah. hey, I gotta have a I gotta have a department for this and an employee for this. Like, dude, how do I run it to where I can create processes where I can eliminate as many people as possible, where I can make maximize my my employees, right? How do I yeah, and the number employees? one thing
0: is to have the right talent, right? Like you can't just take a, an everyday bloated company, get rid of middle management, and expect it just to roll, right? No. Like you got to have the right players and and like we took the last week and we actually dove into Sean's account over there at Summit because we wanted to see exactly, you know, why did you guys do so well? Right. Um, some of the highest schedule rates, you hardly have any CSRs. You have like one lead specialist working hundreds, literally thousands of leads that we generated, like one person, right? And then your sales team converts, you know, average ticket like 17 grand and they're doing it at 50% close, which is like, I mean, it's just you're just offering a high level of service. So, no, um, and,
1: and that's, well, that's the other thing too, right? Like, you know, we incentivize our employees, right? Like that one yeah. guy that's operating all of our lead sources, that guy makes a lot of money, but he's, he's also, he works he works seven days a week. He's commission, he's commission based. Mm-hmm. And we built his, we built his, his, uh, his whole pay around, Hey, I want you to make a lot of money, but it's going to be a lot of work. And we're going to give you this department you're going to run it. And he has right. no other job than dealing with our social media leads that come in. Every lead that comes in gets answered within, within minutes, probably within seconds on most of them. He's not just texting them back. He's calling them. He's staying in constant contact with them. He's nurturing the leads. You know, he's following up with them. So that guy, you know, he knows what his job is. And I think a lot of times that we have so many employees in our business that they don't even know what their job is and they don't have an outline of what they're supposed to be doing every day. Therefore, they don't do what they're supposed to be doing. They just kind of meander around and you'll see, you know, I go to a lot of companies and I'm like, I watch them like, dude, half the staff is on their cell phone, right? If your staff is on their cell phone, that means you are overstaffed. I mean, you're way overstaffed because that means there's, there's, there's a big efficiency loss somewhere in that business.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, if, if, if your office looks like like warranties piled up in the corner where you're supposed to be taking them back right now, if you haven't had like some meetings, like, like a lot of people cancel trainings in the summertime and, and like, and keeping, you know, if you haven't done it like a, a, an all hands on deck and, and department meeting, if you have warranties piling up, if, um, if you've got these signs where like the back of the office is like sloppy and messy, like like you better look out because like it's about to smack you in the face.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, for you know, we you know, when I talk to you know Bill Pulte all the time, he's like, dude, I, I want a business that's got empty offices. Yeah. Right. Like, and and so many people are like they they get a building and they want to fill up every damn office. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, dude, like what is, you know, every one of those people, you got to really look at the direct, the direct cost of what it costs you to actually have that person work for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then also what it costs you in efficiencies. A lot of times, you know, I, I remember my business, you know, two and a half years ago, I had three people doing the same job, but I didn't realize it because I was so busy and I just kept hiring. And instead of like putting, making sure that I'm maximizing people, they would say, oh, oh, I need help. And I'll just hire somebody rather than actually get them
0: to use their max potential. And that's the thought that just came to my mind. Like, like there's certain departments and areas where you really should not be cutting from. In my opinion, okay. Like one of the most important things going into this fall and winter and off season. um, If you don't book the call, you don't sell the job, right? So, you know, um, manning those phones or having an able person to do that, or even a, a service that comes in that supplements that, Okay. Is is so important. Like, like if you keep if you got like five, seven guys and you got a service manager, but then you cut your CSRs, like, no, that's the wrong kind of thinking. Like, like I would, I would be designing my business this fall around how can I book as many leads that come in or opportunities of my business to help my guys. And then, you know, maybe you have to work a guy a little bit harder. Um, or or you, as the manager or owner, needs to take some of those calls that where you had the middle management layer in between. Maybe you don't need the installation manager during the winter time, but that's the reality of where we're going to go. And I think it's better to be proactive, um, you know, than then to be caught with your pants down because um, you didn't believe, you know, I'm seeing a lot of the people that, that, that I trust in this industry that runs very large organizations, they've already started trimming. Like they started back at the beginning of the month and they've got two or three scheduled between the next fall. It's the reality of our business.
1: And I think that so many, so many people they they don't understand. Like they're they're scared to lay off. They're scared to do these mm-hmm. things. But it's like you have to understand that the business is is a ever moving thing, right? And if you don't understand and watch the signs of what you're looking at, all of a sudden you end up going burning an extra hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. Do you love their kids
0: more or yours?
1: You end up holding on to these people, and I just think it's 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 just part of how it used to be, right? And the I think like, yeah. I think that we all got sad and happy during COVID, right? Everybody everybody was making money, jobs were easy, money was easy, everything was so easy. Well, now everything's starting to turn back to being a real business, mm-hmm. and I and I think that you know, like, well, yeah, we are recession-proof because people are always going to need heating, mm-hmm. air. They're still going to need plumbing. They're going to need these things. Yeah, but I don't think they need it at the capacity that they have needed it at. Right? Yeah, I think that sure. you're going to see a lot more people push stuff off. They're going to be less proactive. They're going to be more reactive when it does break down.
0: Uh, you know, usually what we're be- is cycle time. That's the biggest indicator for me is from from first touch to when they actually close. And I'm talking people whose shit's broken, like like completely broken they're not just making a snap decision like they used to right and and where i'm seeing the high price people kind of lose a little bit is is people are getting second third fourth other quotes and um like i'm not saying they're that much lower but people are jumping over a a fairly small amount like even though it's a better deal um but really moving into the fall like like i I think it's important to have the right marketing mix if you will
1: You know, one of the things I, you know, a lot of people, they, they rely really heavily on Google and and SEO and stuff like that, which is, trust me, it's important, right? You got to have your Google, you got to have your SEO, right? You got to have your Google, right? But what happens when people aren't searching for an air conditioner? They're not searching for something. That doesn't, what is that going to do for your business? It's going to do nothing.
0: So, so what's going to happen? Okay. And, and, and this is at no means, um, uh you know, uh, an absolute, right. What's probably going to happen is, is SEO and, and, and pay-per-click will still produce throughout this winter. Okay. It still will. Okay. But it will be on branded terms. People are going to search for you. You're going to find them through those things on branded terms. But if we have a market share, okay. That has shrunk as in lower searching demand, and you have more contractors that are looking for work and they're all bidding on the exact same things. What do you think is going to happen? Right. There's just not enough to go around and it's contextual marketing. So it's like, you know, you need to be in impression based. You need to be in um, like, like Rocket Bookings or UpFrog or anybody that shows an ad to somebody. I don't care if it's yard signs, show ads to people or promotions when they're not actually typing in a term. Well, yeah. And that's, and that's there's, there's two different types of marketing, right? There's, there's the, there's the marketing
1: that's saying, you know, the, google it right that means there, there's a demand marketing and then there's there's going fishing for customers right and i exactly. think that's you know you you have to be able to understand the different cycles of your business and i know that we're coming out we have our, our marketing playbook that we've been talking about dropping yeah. and kind of the you know seasonality and what we look for and what we do in those certain, certain times right but you have to you have to understand like if, I, if no one's googling for a ac repair or a tune-up right like you have to go out and go fishing so how do we go fishing right we go on social media we put an ad mm-hmm. out there we might put a low 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 monthly payment or we put Hey, you know, an online pricing calculator. Well, guess what? They got that price online. Now they have the price. Now we got to close them, right? Yeah. Or, you know, or we have, like I said, we have rocket bookings, right? Like we, we're getting swamped with that because people know that it's that time of year, you're going to have to outbound your database. And most people suck at outbounding, like yes, plain and did. simple, plain and simple, like, oh, I got an outbound company. I'm like, how many do they book a day or one and two? And I'm like, well, I can book 30 a day. Well, what's going to happen to your business if I can book 30 yeah. a
0: day. Or, or they and, say, yeah, we do outbounding, and they and they call for like a day, and then they stop.
1: Yeah, or well, no, their their CSR goes like this. Yeah, uh, they they start ringing as soon as someone answers, they hang up, and i will like, oh, I called somebody. <laughs> like they don't even want to yeah. talk to people, and I'm yeah. like, you can't um, take you can't take an out you can't take an inbound caller and then create them into
0: an outbound caller. Okay, <laughs> it's a different it's a different subspecies of human to be honest. Look, like, I think that's a, a wise thing to do. Okay, and why those like our program of Up Frog and and why Rocket Bookings are so good, right? It's pay for performance. Okay, so, you know, you're only getting, you know, I know people hate lead programs and and home advisor and these things, but there are a place for some of these atmospheres where you're only outlaying marketing dollars when you're getting something in return. There is no guaranteed to PPC. They're charging you retainer. There's no guaranteed to SEO. And of course. I mean, the, the cool thing about SEO is once you get your rankings, there's not a lot of maintenance that needs to be done to keep uh,
1: I had I had someone on here asking, do you do you have an outbound class? Dude, that's we, a great
0: idea, Victor. Well,
1: we we actually do. If you are coming out to the Profit Rocket Growth Summit, we actually do have a breakout room that's going to be training. So my outbound team is actually going to be training people on what they do and how they do it and why mm-hmm. we do it that way so if you guys do come out to the to the growth summit we do actually have an outbounding uh breakout session that's just going to be just specifically on that how to do it why to do it and and obviously how what our best practices are because we do like i said we're an outbound company that's what we do we don't do anything else uh we specialize in it we know exactly the we know the objections we know exactly what to say uh when and where mm-hmm. that's it uh that's actually gonna be in austin texas september 27th or twenty seventh. you 27th, haven't signed 29th. up you sign
0: up Huh? If he hasn't signed up, they need to sign up.
1: Yeah. If you guys haven't got, if you guys haven't got yeah. signed up for the event yet, yeah, you guys are, you guys are crazy, man. I've, I literally built out this event to literally provide so much knowledge over two days, not only just for the owners, but operators, uh, management, uh, general manager sales team. Like I put this thing together for everybody. This is both like my events, a celebration, right? It's a celebration of having yeah. a great year, but the main thing is coming in there. Everybody that ever comes to my events, they usually leave and they say, Holy shit. By next year, they're like, my business is blown up. Last year I gave away last year, Justin, I gave away 50 free tickets to companies that were struggling. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? 50 of those companies already bought tickets or bought VIP tickets Mm -hmm. to this year's event because they actually have money this year. Yeah. So that's that's the difference between getting around winners and and hanging around with losers, right? Like, you know, I talked to my podcast yesterday. It's like, dude, if you're if you hang around with the same people every single day, you're never going to get better than those people that you're around. And and I don't I stop I stop hanging out with people that aren't better than me. Like I only want to be around winners, and and that's what the event's about. But I'm not going to keep promoting that. On, on to what we're talking about, right? So like yeah. we have to we have to really think about the consumer. We got to really think about what they're doing. We also have to really start rethinking our business. If you're struggling right now and you're not getting as many sales as you need, okay, well, where do I have to be price-wise, right? Like really look at the consumer market. We're looking between the twelve to $15,000 range. The customers aren't really batting their eyes, right? Exactly. How, do I build, how do I build a business around being able to be in that range? You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, so absolutely. You know, 12 to 15 is great. I think a lot of times, um, people are, are, are basing their pricing on, uh, what they see others do or trying to be in the market, like play your numbers, right? Like if you're smaller ish, you know, five trucks or less, right. You should be absolutely cleaning their clocks right now. Right. If you know your numbers and and you're relatively small, you can really, um, you can really clean the clocks. And, and I think that the, one of the most important departments this fall is going to be inside sales. Google is king in peak months. Facebook is king while in slow months. We have five k jobs of data that show our average ticket are exactly the same with Google versus Facebook. Yeah, you know, um, we see that sometimes. I will say, um, kind of got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Google. and and that's our that's our highest um, average ticket. Believe it or not, TikTok brings the highest value. Instagram is very close behind Uh, Facebook brings the volume okay for us Um, and then Google has the lowest um, job average mostly and here's why okay it's because you get repair jobs as well as replacements TikTok Instagram Facebook are primarily replacements they're not doing repairs on there right like people are looking for a new unit so um, well, one, of, one of the things we do run, we do run on, on that. I like to run
1: during the summer, um, as far as social media, as far as if I'm looking for service calls as I run free second opinions. Because what happens is someone goes to Google, right? They go to Google and they add the Google repair call. Well now Facebook and TikTok and Instagram know that they, they went to it. Google and then they're going to say, okay, well now that that company already came out and gave them a price. I'm going to hit them with free, free second opinion ads rather mm-hmm. than tune-ups and stuff like that. Because then I'm getting customers that are already in the market for something. And I just have to be better than the last guy. And by the time you get out there, they're not going
0: to wait for the other company to come back anyways. You just got to close mm-hmm. them. All and right, Facebook so there- knows, like even if a user hits your website and doesn't convert, Facebook's going to put that in a bucket and they're going to send that free second opinion to them instantly. Like the retargeting that's there, it's not direct, but it's, it's definitely there. You know, we're doing a lot of uh, free repair with, with uh, you know, free, free diagnostics. You know, anything to get in the door, right? And I think that's been the biggest shift this year is um, how many people are doing that. And then, then we've got these people that are still hung up on these 89 to $199 diagnostic fees. Dude, these people are, they're being crushed.
1: Uh, I, I think that that's, you know, the, the diagnostic fee thing is just going to keep crushing people. The problem is, is that
0: the
1: reason why people charge a diagnostic fee is because they don't have the communication skills to overcome that in the house or overcome any objection in the house.
0: So or they I, don't you know, believe in their they, employees.
1: People think that I'm crazy. Like I'm in California, we're in California, we run $19 tune-ups, right? And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe we're running $19 tune-up. Dude, that $19 tune-up, I crush it on. We're selling 25000 dollars systems on a $19 tune-up. Yeah. Because I'm getting in front of the customer. My my skill level, the, the process that we teach at, at my company and at Profit Rocket and all this stuff. If you guys dial in your processes, it doesn't matter what the cost is. You just got to get your guy in front of people. And the name of the game is collecting data and getting customers in your database. The more customers in the, my database, the more money I'm going to
0: make. And that would be the I winning and losing factor.
1: I talked to a customer the other day and he, he's like, Well, I just acquired this company, they have seven thousand person database. And I'm like, Oh, well, how much revenue did you do last year? They're like, Well, you know, three million. I said it really every every thousand every two thousand people in your database
0: is a million million, five to seven million off that.
1: Yeah, every every thousand is usually is usually a million dollars in revenue. So if you're you're at three million, that means you're not using your database properly. And that's kind of what we talk about, like retargeting, using, you know, either yeah. Text messaging, using outbound calling, all these things is what's going to drive that revenue number up. But if you have a database, like I would, I personally don't spend shit in October. October, Mm. I just outbound my database because I ended up every single time, for every October I've ever spent money, I just burnt my money, lit it on fire. Like I'll keep branding stuff going and I'll keep, you know, some uh, ads, but I'm not running PPC and all this other shit. I'm just outbound in my database and then really, really trying to overcome it. And it's not just your club members. Everybody's like, well, I called all my club members. you call everybody in your database. Everybody. Man. Everybody. <laughs> like Everybody. everybody even the
0: calls. person that told you, I don't want anything last year.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously we hit every single customer with with mailers. We're hitting all our, our repeat customers with mailers. We're hitting them with tune-up offers. We're hitting them with. messaging. What do you think about free text tune-up? Messaging. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things you have to be you have to be aggressive. It's like if I sit back and I'm like, "Oh, I don't have any calls. Let me call my digital marketing." Can you shut up, dude? Stop being a yeah. Like you got to, you got to, you are an owner, bro. You got to step up and start doing, thinking outside the yeah. box. I, I don't call. I don't call my digital marketing company and say, "Oh my God, where's my leads?" When there's no weather, I start freaking calling my call center manager and say, hey, "Why are we not outbound? Why isn't That's this exactly happening? Why are right. we booking it? Where's the text messages? What kind of emails are we going out?" These are the things you have to start thinking about. Rather than just sitting there yelling at your digital marketing company when well, there's nobody Googling anything, and the guys that are Googling yeah. it are going to go to the guy that's spending the most money, anyways.
0: And it's yeah, not going to exactly. be most of you guys. So, do you think the industry goes to uh, free maintenance visits? Like, like r- diagnostics are gone. Like, to keep guys busy this fall, you think that you think they go uh, you, all the way there? You I do mean, whatever, you, whatever 19, you have. To just stay, so,
1: whatever it takes to be 100% capacity every single day. That's right. I don't give a shit what it is. If I'm not 100% capacity, I can't win. I should be 100% by tomorrow. I should be 60% the next day and 30% the day after that. And every day when I go, if I go into the day without 100% capacity, I'm snapping fucking necks. Okay. My manager, if you're going to be, if you're going to work in my call center, we need 100% capacity. And guess what? And, and because it's 100% capacity doesn't mean that you don't, you know, remove some calls. If a good call comes in, move that tune up, move it out of the way, Yeah. but you cannot make any money unless your guys are in front of humans.
0: And so if not trained do? properly. What are you looking for? Like, like if you're looking if somebody's out there trying to find like, like I think there's two different words here, right? There's CSR and then there's lead specialist. Right. And and kind of the same, but I think people get confused. They run a, a hiring ad for a CSR. You don't want a CSR. You want somebody like Joey over there in Vegas. Like you want like an inside salesperson, like You want that behavior, right? I
1: I would, you know, like we got, we got Joey from the mortgage industry, right? So the mortgage industry is eating shit and he was one of the top mortgage producers in in the entire state of Las Vegas. He's a good, feel. He's a good friend of mine. I, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm out of a job. And I said, look, I got a job for you. It's a little different, but guess what? We're going to have, we're going to have leads all the time. You're going to get, you know, we pay him a a decent percentage and then you can, we can talk about what I pay him offline uh, if you guys want, but we pay him a decent amount of money to make sure these calls are booked. And his job is to get us in front of those customers and follow up with them and Dude, this guy is an animal, but he understands Mm -hmm. that if you actually stay in communication, it's, it's, it's it's you'll make money far too many. Like the CSRs, they're good at answering inbound calls when it comes to like reaching out to a customer, they fucking, they start shaking, dude. Like you mean CSRs, like you have to have guys that are like, that are hungry, that want to go make money. You got to have them on performance pay, and if you don't have them on performance pay of some sort, you know, they're just an hourly employee. And you tell them to outbound these people and call these leads, yeah. and they don't get any. There's no upside. There's no like every you mean employee adding every, more work to me and not paying me more. What? Every employee is going to ask you, "What's in it for me?" Right? Exactly. What's in it for me? Well, there's nothing in it for me, so why am I going to do any more work? And and I think that's one of the biggest failures of most businesses. They expect it because I pay I pay you twenty dollars an hour, you should do this. That's not how the world works, bro. Like that's not how humans work and you really got to think about how how you can incentivize those people that just do above and beyond because once you start incentivizing them you're going to find out that you've never maximized that employee that employee's probably been begging to be maximized but now i'm a sales like i'm a sales i'm a sales rep by by trade right that's my background dude i don't want to be any hourly i want to be commission only because i want to be i want to be i want to go freaking eat what i kill and and if you guys if you get guys in your call center like that or girls in your call center like that Watch what happens to your business, dude. When they go yeah. in there and they're going in there to hunt and kill and get those calls booked and they're calling your guys like, why the fuck didn't you sell that call? Exactly. If your call center rep isn't saying, asking them why they didn't sell that call and bitching at them and calling them pussies, you're, you're doing something wrong. you like, my staff will yeah. fight. They're like, dude, what, what do you mean you didn't close it? I set that thing up perfectly. I
0: think it's the easiest no risk thing a business could do today. Look, they're commission only. Maybe you have to bank them a little bit to get them started, right? For the first week or two or something. But they earn that bank back. Um, I don't understand why everybody does not have a freaking inside sales team or lead specialist or both, right? It's, it's commission only jobs. Okay. There's no risk to you.
1: Is there any other, any other questions on this, uh, in this thing, we got some, we're going to open it up and ask a couple questions here. Obviously I didn't want to make this a very long podcast. We're going to cut this and edit it and have it out tomorrow for you guys. Nice. Uh, if you guys have any additional questions for me or Justin, we can drop in here. Are you paying them per book call or a percentage of what closes business mm, comes question. from it? how does that look? Um, so I do, it, it depends on the type of lead, but normally if it's like a tune up or something like that, I'll, I will book them. I'll give them a, a, a spiff per book call, but then I'll also give them a spiff, uh, of, a percentage of, of what sales. So whatever's greater. So I'll pay them 25, maybe 25 bucks to book it or maybe 15 bucks, whatever the number is, obviously each market's different. And then if they, if it sells, I'll give them a percentage of the sale, and I'll wipe out the other. So it's either or. So we're going to get something out of that call just by getting it booked. You're going to get a better percentage if you can book a call that's going to turn into money. So then they're hunting mm-hmm. for the better calls. They're they're going, they're going through the database. They're like, hey, these are 10-plus-year-old units. They're not just trying to book the dog shit. They yeah. want to book the calls. They're going to turn into a 1% or 2% commission. Um, so it just really – there's there's different pay scales and stuff like that that I have for different markets. It just really depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the biggest failures that I find in most most home service contracting businesses is that the owners don't know their numbers. They go and hire an outside accounting firm, maybe it was their friend, their mother, or just some local person that says they can do accounting. But the problem is they don't know the home service industry, right? They don't know how to departmentalize everything. They don't understand the KPIs that matter in your business. And I find this far too often. The other thing that I find is that most companies don't get their P&L until 30 or 60 days after the month ends. How can you pivot? How can you change? The game's already over at that point, right? So one of the big things for us at Profit Rocket is that we wanted to find a way to help our contractors understand their numbers, know real time, know how to pivot, know how to change them when needed. So that's why we created Profit Books. Profit Books is a one-stop accounting and bookkeeping company that's gonna help you and your company understand your numbers, understand your KPIs and make sure they're, they're current and accurate at all times. And the number one thing is making sure you get those numbers on time. So you can actually make those pivots in your business. You can make the changes that matter that you can impact your next month to make sure you don't fail again. The other thing we also offer is every month, every one of our clients gets a one-on-one coaching to understand their P&Ls. Where did they fail? Where did they win? What things they can do inside their business to help win again that month? So go to callprofitrocket.com, schedule a demo today. We'd love to help you over at Profit Books, and we cannot wait to help you and your business get to the next level. Uh, if you guys are looking for someone, like if you guys are like, hey, I want to, I want to be able to book some, you know, book some calls. Obviously, call RocketBookings.com. Uh, we do have some spots left. We are getting filled up for the fall because everybody's trying to get us to start filling up their schedule. Uh, but if you guys haven't checked that out, you should. You know, obviously, Justin has a great program as well as far as retargeting, mm-hmm. rehashing your customers, following up, yeah. following up all those stuff. Like if you haven't, if you guys aren't following up behind every single uh, sale or every single quote that you guys give out that doesn't close you're missing a massive opportunity too. So uh, you're rehash- offering it
0: free through the end of the month, Victor.
1: Like if, if, you
0: got, if we're actually offering it free through the end of the month, if you've got a list of customers that you haven't sold, we'll just run them through. Just pay the text messaging fees to use our platform. Plug and play. I mean, it, it's like, it's a no brainer. Like use the automation, see what it how, does.
1: How do they get, how do they get signed up for that gesture? So get go to
0: upfrog.io. You can, you can friend me on Facebook, direct, me, direct message me um, on Facebook, upfrog.io or just search for UpFrog, um, you know, we feel that, you know, it's a way for us to kind of give back and and to, to bridge the gap, right? Because we got a couple months, y'all. we just got to hang on a couple months to get through this post-August, September, and then maybe get some more demand back in this winter.
1: Yeah, so what are you saying? If you guys have a list of customers that you have that you quoted this summer, you didn't sell them, send them over. He'll run them through his software. And he'll try to obviously get those rebooked and get them sold into your schedule. Yep. Uh, and he's offering it for free. So if you guys are listening to this, the messaging to, fee. It's, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, you're just paying the text messaging fee. So call, you know, go to upfrog.io and yep. you can go ahead and set up for that. So that's badass, man. So anyways, I really wanted to jump on here, Justin, obviously have the conversation about what we're seeing in the market, things that these guys can do that, that can implement today and help them make some money. Um, yep. Justin is going to be out there at the Profit Rocket Growth Summit. He's going to be talking about marketing. He's going to be talking about, obviously, direct consumer buying, uh, all those things. We're, like I said, I'm going to continue to keep bringing you guys a bunch, of, a bunch of knowledge and a bunch of awesome stuff that you guys can help implement in your business. It's up to you, though. You can't, I can't make you do these things. I can't make you wake up and be hungry. I can't make you wake up and, and get your employees to, do, to maximize their potential. It's going to be on you. You have to decide if you want to win, right? And I look at it as I look at business as a game, and I, and I like to win. I like to win every game that I'm a part of. And I think you guys, just a lot of you guys might've lost some motivation or whatever it is. I need you guys to wake up. The opportunity is massive and people are buying and maybe they're not buying from you right now, but there's a reason. And we got to figure out what that reason is and we got to fix that reason and we got to make it to where they want to go to you every single time. So Justin, man, any last things you want to add for the audience?
0: Man, you know, I just, um, everybody, you know, I think that, you know, just, just be doing the things that you think you should be doing, right? There's so many things that, you know, Push yourself beyond that little limit, like this threshold. Like I see it, like the the culture and the tone and attitude of most of the people I've spoke to in the last week that are in HVAC, it's like you guys are defeated, okay? And like Vic was talking about, like just ask yourself, is this the time I fail or is this the time I win, right? And then just make it happen, right? Don't stop until you get there.
1: Start. I mean, I always say just write down your problems you're running into, and then and then yeah. from there, once you write it down, then you can start working on a solution. But what's happening? A lot of you guys get stuck up in your own head, and you don't you don't really mm-hmm. put verbalize what's going on, and then you you get stuck in your head, and you don't have a team. Like, get your team together, have some conversations. What can we do to fix this? How can we come up? How can we overcome this? Why are we losing these jobs? Why aren't people buying from us? Okay, exactly. what do we got to do to get people to start buying from us? Like, you got to start asking more questions, bro. Like, there's there's so much opportunity. It's just you got to you got to get. You got to get that drive back. You got to remember why you started this thing. You got to remember why you're doing this and understand, you know, what it is like, I truly believe that no one in the market should ever buy from anybody besides for me. And if they're buying from anybody besides for me, they're messing up and I got to figure out a way to help them so they don't they don't make a bad decision. And if you guys don't believe that about your business, then you're you're probably doing business wrong and you need to really rethink it. Because if you don't think you're the best, then, then you're probably not so. Uh, Talk about maintenance plans. We can have another uh, subsection about maintenance plans. I can send you if you want. I can send you a video training about maintenance plans and stuff like that. Maintenance plans are important, but
0: they're not the end all be all. Dude, it's free diagnostic and it's follow up on the unsold uh, sales stuff right now. Maintenance plans will come into play. I wouldn't play your maintenance card just yet. Personally, I would wait another month or so till we get into that swing. You still have demand. There's still people with broken systems. That's what I'd be focusing on.
1: Yeah, you got, you got to make sure you obviously you are selling your maintenance plans and stuff like that. I have plenty of training videos if you guys are interested on maintenance plans, selling how to, how to build them in your business. I can send you over our maintenance plan that I use in my business and I can show you what it is. But you got to remember like maintenance plans are a decision from the top, right? The top has to make a decision that, that we sell maintenance plans and that's a very important part of our business. The problem is so many of you guys say, Hey, we have maintenance plans, but you never even talk about it. You never push it. You never train on it. You never do anything. So what's the point of it? You might, your your guy, the only time your guy sells a maintenance plan, I guarantee in your business is if he's selling on a discount on a repair, my company, we sell maintenance plans before we ever talk about repairs or replacements. The maintenance plan should be the first thing you're selling, not the last thing. And I guarantee that's what's going on in your business. The maintenance plan is the last thing they talk about and they're, they can't figure out why nobody's buying it. I did it in my own.
0: I remember calling you before I said, dude, how the hell do you sell so many of these? We, and then you, we, you explained it to me and I was like, Oh my God, I'm an idiot. Cause that, yeah, that, that was the, the saving grace. Well, mate, well, if you sign up for a maintenance plan, I'll give you a discount on this repair.
1: Yeah. If, you, if you guys want to jump on a. you can jump on a free business coaching call with me. I do free 30, 30, minute calls. We can jump on. I can go over my maintenance plan stuff, show you what we do. But like all this stuff is what we teach at profit rocket. I teach everything that mm-hmm. I, I ever talk about that's in my brain is in, is in profit rocket, what we train on. And we, we are, we, we practice what we preach, man. Like there's a reason why we're one of the fastest growing training organizations in the country and why we're going to continue to dominate the market and why our customers are going to continue to win. Because I don't, I don't sugarcoat shit, man. I'm going to give you stuff that works in today's market. Not stuff that you're going to, not, not stuff that worked 20 years ago. I'm going to give you the stuff that we're doing today to win today, to be able to dominate our market and every single market that we're in, we win, you know, almost every one of our companies have grown 200% plus 300% plus, you know, summit went from $1.9 million a month to two or 1.9 million a year to 2.4 6 million dollars a month. Why does that happen? Well, it's because we have a we have a we have a plan that works and you just have to follow it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when's the book come out? We have my sales book does drop at the Profit Rocket Growth Summit. Um, oh, if you sign God. up for the summit, I'm yeah. actually going to be giving away a free a free free book to anybody that signs up before the end of the month. You'll get a free copy of the book at the at the summit. Uh, But on top of that, I have another book that's getting released November 15th. It's going to tell my story, the good, the bad, the ugly things I messed up on business and the things that I would go back and I would fix uh, later on, or I'd fix if I was to start over today. So that book drops on November 11th or November 15th. Uh, But yeah, man, I'm excited. Justin, thanks for coming on. I don't want to continue this on. I can't wait to see you in Austin. Hey, Austin's going to be badass. September 27th through 29th, Austin, Austin Texas. Uh, go to events.callprofitrocket.com. Mm-hmm. Get signed up for your tickets. You're not going to want to miss it. We only have 10 days left to be able to book your hotel. After that, it almost goes up $200 per night. Ooh. So go ahead and get your hotel booked. Also get your ticket booked. It's going to be a sold out event. We got amazing performances. We got amazing speakers. We got amazing operators, owners, and just the atmosphere that's going to be around in this place is going to be nuts, man. I'm telling you, when when you get there and you see what we put on, you're going to see why Profit Rocket is the next generation of the home services and why we're going to take over this industry because we're going to, like I said, my number one goal from day one when I started this thing was to make the most millionaires out of anybody ever in the home service space. I'm going to help you and your business go where you need to go. Come out to the event, get around the energy, figure out what we're about. I'm excited. I'm excited to see you out there, Justin. Justin, once again, thanks for having me on. See you guys again. we got three more podcasts dropping this week, so make sure to uh, subscribe Mm -hmm. on Apple and Spotify.